Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 15 of Be With Me. We are in the middle of a Peter argument towards the men of Jerusalem. Here's the story. We're in Acts chapter 2. The Holy Spirit has come down on the Galilean Jews. There's been a group of devout Jews who witnessed this but didn't have the Holy Spirit be poured out upon them. And they mock the group of people who have received the Holy Spirit. And then Peter addresses that sort of mocking crowd. And he makes an argument for Jesus. So today we're going to go through Peter's organized argument. Here it is. This is from Acts chapter 2, verse 22. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst. As you yourselves know, this Jesus delivered up according to the definitive, definite plan of and foreknowledge of God you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosening or loosing, loosing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. Then he goes to Psalm 16. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope. For you will not abandon my soul to Hades or let your Holy One see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. So follow here along an argument for Jesus. Uh, In previous uh, days here, as we've noted, that the Holy Spirit has been poured out liberally and abundantly and with a time limitation, that is, to the last days. And the last verse of that from uh, the prophet Joel was, everyone who calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. And what Peter is going to do is redefine who is the Lord. So up to this point, for thousands of years, it's been the Father. So when you refer to the Lord, you're pointing to the one one person of the Trinity. And now we've got Jesus uh, as a member of the Godhead that's not new. It's just new to us. And then we have the Spirit being poured out in a new way. So now we get the full aspect of the of the of the Trinity. And Peter is going to redefine for the Jews who is the name of the Lord. So for thousands of the years, it's been one way. And now Peter is saying it's different. But here's the thing. We already have a prophecy from Joel telling us that the Holy Spirit is coming. Now we're going to get another prophecy from David saying that Jesus is the one plus all this other stuff. So here's some things that we know about the people that we're listening. We know that they're a diverse crowd, that they're uh, a multinationality group from a thousand miles to the east, west, north, and south. And we find that they're described probably most poignantly as being devout. Now, what does a devout Jew do to somebody who... Uh, in their mind, blasphemes against the one true father. Well, you kill him. So in a sense, devout Jew equals murderer. So Jesus said, or Peter says, you guys delivered him up 
you crucified him and killed him by the hands of lawless men. But he blames them. He says, you crucified, you killed him. You just used other people's hands. That is the hands of the Roman, the pilots. You kind of pushed buttons and they did the killing, but you are an accessory to murderers. So Peter is saying, I want your attention. Why? Because you guys are a bunch of murderers. And literally many of these people, or maybe all of them, were in the crowd saying to to the high priests and the and Pilate, crucify him, crucify him. So literally blood is on their hands regarding Jesus. So in this argument, he says, first of all, I want your attention because you're a murderer. So that'll get your attention. And here's his argument. Number one, the spirit is coming in real time and is being poured out. And you just saw it. You saw a miracle just five seconds ago. Number two, this is no surprise uh, Jesus is was attested by his works, his wonders, his signs. All those miracles said he is not a regular person. He is God, and God did this through him. So if you're a fan of God, then you have to be a fan of Jesus because God was working uh, as a part of Trinity through Jesus. The biggest thing, number three, is that he loosed the pangs of death. You personally saw Jesus walking around for 40 days, God raised him up. It was impossible for him to be held by the grave, uh, which makes it possible for all of us to have our pangs of death loosed at some point as well. And it just demonstrates what pay grade Jesus is at. It And it's so far above our pay grade. So we find... And the fourth thing here, we find that, look, this is no surprise. It's no surprise that the Holy Spirit's coming. Joel said that. It's no surprise that Jesus got raised from the from the dead and uh, didn't see decay because David said so in Psalm uh, 16. So these four arguments he makes to a bunch of murderers. You killed Jesus. You murdered him. And this reminds me of the story of when Nathan the prophet in 2 Samuel 12 confronts David and says, basically, you killed uh, uh, Uriah, you took his his wife Bathsheba. And David had a chance to either sort of argue against this, this uh, bunch of evidence but he didn't. What he said at the at the end of that confrontation with Nathan the prophet is, I have sinned against the Lord. So stick around. We'll see what happens to these uh, devout Jews who have been confronted with uh, the spirit, confronted with the attestation of God, confronted with the resurrection, and confronted with, wait a minute, this, is, this has been going on for a long time. Even David talked about this a thousand years before that. So let's let our hearts be struck as well as we see Jesus through the eyes of these killers. Thank you for listening. I hope to see you tomorrow.